are in a haunted episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Welcome. You're here with my family, probably the scariest, caddest of families ever, in our version of a Halloween special. Lily, how are you? Yes. I'm good. I am good. I am all right. Yeah. Now I'm, you are you know, credited with bringing Halloween to the. Canary I mean, I'm Islands. not. Okay, so you okay, 100% so percent brought Halloween I, to the Canary Islands. Yeah. It did not exist b- yeah, before, this, guys. You know. I'm, I'm having a coffee with my friend Elle from New York, who lives here, and she opened an art gallery right next to this um, language school that's been here for 40 years, and the guy who started it is uh now he's an older gentleman gentleman but he's like probably like closer to 80 but he's a guy from boston and he moved here in 40 years ago and a long time ago or whatever and he sits down and like pops in he's like hey americans like he kind of knows us so he sat down like joined us for a coffee and he goes you know i single-handedly brought halloween to this place and i was like oh, I, figured it would have, I figured it would have started with you because they had a very famous haunted house and he goes and he goes, no, 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 to all of Spain. In 1981, I did a press conference nationally televised telling them that now we had Halloween. <laughs> I was like, Are you fucking serious? And he's like, yeah. And then Spain had Halloween, but it's only become like super popular in the last like, and I was like, 11 years. <laughs> I moved here. I, but I, 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 was, far, I contributed. As far as I can tell, you have brought it to your gym. And where you live, the costumes are essentially, if you're a little... They take it seriously. Like, Halloween in the States is now just, like, you can wear anything, right? And who can have the most creative costume? Here, it's it's scary stuff. Yeah, people, the kids buy murder costumes. Like, like when my kids asked if there were kids who play, were going to be Pennywise in your Halloween, the kids... I said that's considered a baby costume where Lily lives, and then Lily sent the us pictures of a four-year-old dressed four as Pennywise. Dressed as pen- but like full-on real Pennywise, not like cute Pennywise. Like bleeding and, eyes um, Pennywise. Yeah, 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 like bad. Like here, every all the kids dress as like Frozen characters and superheroes. And yeah, I didn't yeah. see one child pumpkin here. They are not fucking around. <laughs> zombies like everything it's really day uh you know of the dead like everybody took what they took the halloween part of it like the scary you know hide yourself amongst the dead and ran with it so because i guess if you think about it that's what it's supposed to be right and then carnival is for just playing dress up for funsies exactly so they already have that also this is a culture that has like multiple horror film film festivals in this country like horror film is a big deal here I can't, I mean, I can't even, after we we watched the movie last night, Vlad just kept on, maybe you only take a screen capture and post this, Vlad just kept on making this face at me, and I was was like, you need to stop right now, I'm divorcing. Hold on, let me take a picture of you doing that. Do do the face again. Oh, that's accurate face, that's a good job. Um, So... I was like getting, I was like, my heart, I was like, you have to stop it. It's making me very upset you right now. scary? And we'll, we'll get to the, we'll get to, hold on, we'll get to the movie in a second. But what I want to say is oh. when Lily sent a picture of the Pennywise kid, I was trying to find the text. <laughs> Becky wrote something to the effect of, please don't send any more of these photos. Like in that serious <laughs> right. Becky. Right. Becky's like, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote it's it. not necessary. This is not necessary. Don't send <laughs> right. any pictures. And it's just not. I don't we had that. joked about it, the three of us before, and Shai was like, I bet there's going to be like a Pennywise. And I was like, no, I don't think they'd go that far. And then literally. There's Pennywise the and Lilo and Stitch. And so, Becky, how was Halloween for you in Berkeley? Is it still allowed? I can't. Um, yeah. Well, so it's allowed, but if you go on the um, on next door, which is, you know, like the neighborhood online facebook kind of thing it's like your social media but just for your neighborhood there's a there's a lot of rules people post about how they would like halloween you would like 
they would like you to behave on Halloween and how like to it's like very stressful now I feel like to give out candy compared to when we were kids well it's just like what what you're what people want you and don't want you to say to kids like if a teenager comes to your door you're not allowed to tease them for going that they're too old teenagers yeah. because think about it they could be out stealing cars and doing drugs and I'm like I don't think those are the two options I don't think it's either <laughs> You're trick-or-treating or you're hijacking cars. So let's take it down a notch. But um, what was really cool is my daughter is actually old enough to somewhat participate in Halloween. So we had like a little Halloween party at her daycare. She dressed up as a flamenco dancer. Shout out to Alba, who bought Ooh. us the, the flamenco outfit. She wore it for two minutes before she stripped naked and ran around in her diaper. But it was a glorious two minutes. So... It was very special. So, so we had a potential haunting incident at my house. Okay, I would it's move the out. Roomba again. Just sell, just sell the house. So <laughs> the other day, so so the other day, one of the Corman family's signature items are the Lafuma chairs. Now, a Lafuma chair <laughs> is a very very comfortable lounge chair that has elastic like an bands anti, in the side like anti-gravity right it's like yeah. there's no pressure on your spine when you sit yeah. in it now, which is very important and, and mom and dad people google this right now if you're on the yeah. if you're listening mom, or look it up on Amazon fabulous mom and dad mom should have bought stock in this company mom, mom is the best. influencer for lafuma she is you go she to is. their house and there's lafuma chairs they live in an apartment but there's a lafuma chair in the living room and one on the balcony in case yeah. mom needs to move between places, she has to have ones at all time. When anyone has a surgery, they bring their Lafuma chair with them, so they have somewhere comfortable to sit. And let me tell and you, all three Corman kids we, have Lafumas. We love their to house. have surgeries. So, we exactly, love to eat. exactly. And so mom and dad, rightly, because they are great parents, in addition to bringing half avocados and old peaches, they have brought a number of Lafuma chairs over the years. Which, on top of that, as the elastics have worn out. Dad has painstakingly fixed over the years. Right. Now, we did yeah. a, we did a fire pit last week, and we had the four Lafuma chairs out. We put three of them back, but because the Rocket Man was feeling much better from having been sick, he's doing great. Thank you for everybody who texted and sent messages. He is doing great. He became very attached to one of the Fuma chairs, and he was making like a little. Hide out for himself. Hold on. Rocket is such a corman that even when he's not feeling well, he prefers to be in a Lafuma. Right. That is your spirit dog for sure. So follow the timeline here. Rocket is outside playing under the Lafuma chair. I come home. Allie comes home. I go down to work in the basement. I come upstairs. It's now the kids have gone to bed. So we're talking like a few hours. We have been in the house the whole time. This is pre-Halloween. Allie looks out the window and goes, Shy, one of the Lafuma chairs is gone. She said, I put three away. There was one in the middle of the garden, and it has been stolen. Check all the doors. I thought, Allie, please, nobody. You're saying to me, somebody broke into our backyard while we were in the house. (laughs) And stole our Lafuma chairs. I said, and we have ring doorbells like everywhere. So we would see it if they did. And she's she's really upset. She's like, you have to go outside and check. So I got outside and looked. I didn't see the chair. And I said, well, I guess somebody stole our Lafuma chair. She says, what if somebody gets in the backyard and hurts the dog? And I said, yeah, that's something really to worry about. And she said, make sure you're locking the doors. you got to be careful. Someone stole our Lafuma chair. And I went, okay, somebody stole our Lafuma chair. And then I She's turned, like... You get upset if you get diarrhea. This is not making you upset. <laughs> it's like you oh, get a little tummy trouble and you're like in of, hysterics of the and dog? there's a potential thief amongst our heads and you oh, seem very chill. You mean with the dog? No, you. Oh, I mean, you like as a person. Life. Oh, yeah. In life, like you get freaked out over like a minor like... stomach upset, so... but yet a potential robber. So then... your... So then, so then I start throwing out hypotheses, and I said, well, maybe the kids put it away. Allie said, please, you're telling me, because the Fumagers are kind of yeah. heavy, you're telling me our two children went out. When do in- kids, without being asked, put anything away? Right. I when, said, when asked, when did well, they Or when asked. I said, so I said, okay, well, I, then I, I, Allie was, like, freaked out about this. So I go back outside. 
I look, and lo and behold, where we stack up the Fuma chairs, all four are there. And so one of them's put away. And I said, Allie, someone is sneaking into the backyards and of Virginia it up. and cleaning up backyards. And she says, this isn't funny. Like, she was really, really upset. And I said, okay. Well, well I said, well, we have our chairs. No one stole the chairs. I, I, no one stole the chairs. Next morning, she asks, she tells the kids the story, and they say, yeah, Mom, we were trying to be helpful. We went together, and we worked together, what? and we put one of what? the chairs away. Yeah. Oh my no, they God. didn't. No haunted backyard, just super helpful children. That's wow. this, this is the worst story I've ever heard. Ugh, and you're <laughs> such a show-off, too. <laughs> and your kids, yeah. no offense, they're teensy. Like, it wasn't easy for them to put that chair and away. ghosts definitely help them. There's no way they could have done that themselves. Also, yeah, you're such a show-off. I don't like that story. All right, let's move on. Hello. You there? Yeah. Can we pause for one second? Me? Becky, yeah? um, are you sure you're using your microphone and not your, I don't your know. PC yeah, mic? Because Beck, it is like a so wind much tunnel noise, in your room. Beck. It's like okay, you're maybe so I'm not. It does not um, sound like you're using your microphone. Yep, I'm not my microphone. I'm <laughs> my microphone. I don't think she ever has. I don't think she yeah, ever has. Ever that explains did. like a ton. Like dad sent me the nicest email the other day. Loving so the show, nice. dad. Like, There's always so much and noise. And whenever I whenever I listen to it, I'm like, man, my mic sucks balls. <laughs> that better? Yeah. And I listen to it. I'm like, dad sent how, me the nicest email. How did they make my sound quality so bad? Dad, like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, trying to make me sound so much. I'm often like, it sounds like Becky's on a cell phone, but she's not. She's in her room. Maybe her ceilings are so high. So all I the time I could have just been like doing this from the grocery store and I've just been like wasting yes. my time it sitting here. Probably would have sounded better, Becky. Honestly, better. it would have because then at least the refrigerator. I, know, like, I think she just needs to use like one of the mics with the f- microphone thing because this isn't working. But I don't want to say it better now. How's my <laughs> Wait, so dad, yeah, because Becky's using the mark. So dad sent me Wait. the nicest email last week saying how much he loved the episode that Katie was on, the uh, po- the reality. reality TV. He said it was like his favorite episode. And then he said, he said, you know, but the sound quality, could you do something? The levels were a little bit off. And I was I like, look, I. All of us. Like, we were all in the email. Oh, you were all in the email. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Either way. One that but gets but here I am. I've been thinking about this for weeks, being like, yeah, there's this hum. Is it my microphone? Is there something wrong with it? And then when I realized Becky earlier today was talking into the top of her micro, Becky is like, it's like that episode of the Goldbergs when Murray, they tell Murray to yell into the answering machine and he just gives it. Becky was using her mic that way. We hypothesized just now and we're correct. Well, it's great to hear you again, Beck. Let's talk about Halloween. When we were little. So I'm still laughing. We are people who are very scared of Halloween, or I was at least growing up. Such that, I was scared, but I loved trick or treating. I wasn't that scared. Such that one year when in Solomon Schechter in Philadelphia, Halloween was on a Friday. I think it was 1985 or 86. And. The teachers told us not to go out and do Halloween on Shabbat, and all the parents are like, give me a break. They just have to do that. But I was so afraid to go out because I had seen the Thriller video, and I was afraid that people would be dressed up that way, that I You're actually like, Thank God it's hid, on Shabbat. It, I hid in the house, and I told mom and dad I'm not going out because... It's Shabbat. So, okay. So okay, I did so not trick or treat one year because it was Shabbat. There was a, so a classic story to putting that chair away. Your two kids, like, <laughs> there's some other reason, and that chair got put away, and they were like, Mom and Dad, we were just being helpful. But there's, there's some other reason. In about 40 years, we'll find out. <laughs> yep. When, well, they will take over. They're already practicing taking over the podcast. What about you guys? What irrational Halloween fears did you have growing up? I mean, getting lost literally. In the- no, just like literally going, just literally just going outside and seeing kids in scary costumes. Like it was just, it was everything about it was unpleasant to me, but it was a thing you had to do. Nope. I thought it was super fun. I had a great time. Love dressing up. I don't really have a negative uh, memory about it. No, it's not negative. Ironic. It was, it was, it was fun going out and trick or treating. So there was like the fun part of it, but it was also terrifying at the same time. Like like a kid in a Freddy Krueger mask with the claw to oh, me, no, that's, just that's, like if that. And there, I actually it was, was like it was about... all fun and games until some little a hole 
had to wear a Freddy Krueger outfit. And then it was just like, no, I want to go home. I didn't see a lot of Freddy Kruegers, but that oh, was I just definitely a fear. And I feel like I would have had mom called someone's parents. It's like all the French Canadian kids running around as Freddy Kruegers. No, sure. and, and John Garance. Oh my God, his there house was filled with Freddy Krueger posters such that I would fake a stomachache <laughs> so as not to sleep over there. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is one weird, like, childhood thing that I don't feel I can partake in. Okay. Well, I, one thing yeah. we did partake in is we all agreed to watch a scary movie. Yes. Lily recommended the movie. Just, like, a once-a-year event for this crew. I think it was, and I think it was great. We haven't all watched the same movie in a while, and I love that we did that. As a base level, that was a lot of fun. And I am dying to know what you guys thought of Jordan Peele's Us. Lily, as our horror movie connoisseur... Start That's us not off. how you pronounce that. That's not how you pronounce that. <laughs> Start us off. As your horror movie croissant. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm the croissant Ooh. of the group, definitely. Um, I would say this. I think when you make a movie like Get Out, you can make anything else and everybody will watch it and try it. Like... I'm just saying, I don't want Jordan Peele to be the M. Night Shyamalan of, like, new horror cinema. Because after Sixth Sense, right, you could make anything and people would be like, it's going to be amazing. And, and then they're like, what? another twisty-ended movie. Although it was Unbreakable, right. which is a cool movie. Right. But, then, I mean, Unbreakable is great, but but in general, his oeuvre is nothing to write home about. And I and I think that it's hard, it's a tough act to follow, Get Get Out. And I just got to say off the bat, I was a bit disappointed halfway through the movie because I was like, oh, my God, this is not nearly as good. That being said, I think it's, like, not fair to do that. And I put out there the question of, is a movie considered good if once you read, like, a cultural study, like, theoretical article about it that's, like, really talking about, like, things metaphorically and its impact on society and blah, 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 it makes you like it better, kind of like you hearing maybe the review of Joker from people who had a different perspective, and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I liked it, I don't know. No, 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 I did not like it, but it is a good movie. That's where I've come down in the end. Okay. I think, having talked with Brian, Tony, I don't Brian, know Tony, if this a is a good of... movie, but after reading about it, kind of getting deeper into its significance i think i like it i'm not sure it's a good movie though beck what's your reaction in the horror genre i mean like my reaction is that it's it's just about at the level of scariness that i can still enjoy a story (laughs) it's like all you care about no like i I think ryan gave us a great like way to approach it the scary stuff is in the trailer becky what do you think about it okay i'll finish um uh I so it's at like the level of scary where I can be like, oh, this is scary, but I'm still enjoying the story. So one, so I'm like, oh yeah, this is like the right amount of scary to me. Two, I feel like I appreciate how artistic and symbolic it was being, but it, the leaning into the artsy side of it left so many plot holes for me. It took away from the scary factor because I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. How do they have all the same matching outfits? That doesn't make any sense at all. How would she have, how would the doppelganger have a C-section by herself in the basement of that? Like there were just so many very gigantic plot holes that it was hard for me to like stay scared and to stay engaged because I kept on trying to like something that I read about like that other people agree with right and and I guess you out that's why I said like Vlad's answer to everything was it's artsy it's symbolic just look for the symbolism um and I'm like sure but it also is a little bit lazy as far as like keeping a tight you know, good, good plot that way. Um, I I read, instead of using the word lazy, I read an article that basically you're what you're calling lazy, which could be true. The article was like, it's a harsh word. No, but, but that's fine. You're entitled to that opinion that the, the person reviewing was saying it's elastic. Oh, you read that review. I read that review too. That was on box, I think. Right, yeah. that it's elastic. Right. And I think that's interesting, but is that just like a nice way to say lazy? Like, like yeah, like, like can, like Vlad interpret said, it so many ways if it's not so structured. Like, Get Out is so structured that it's very clear slavery, racism, that's what it's about. Whereas this being lazy or 
elastic is opening more things to interpretation, so, I guess. So here's where sure. I come down. Here's where I come down. First of all, if you are going to watch, wait, wait. if you're going to watch the movie Us, say, spoilers are I coming do... now. <laughs> yeah, well, if you haven't seen it already, again, this is on you. Um, but I do want to say that I truly enjoyed the performances. I thought the kids were incredible. I thought Lupita was just off the charts. Um, her, the guy that played her husband, on the one hand, I was like, is he that great of an actor? But on the other hand, he was so funny. Um, he's in Black Panther. He was, he was wonderful. I really loved him, especially just like by the end. Um, so I thought like that was was totally engaging enough. And Chai, I know you're not a big Elizabeth Moss fan, but I feel like this would be a role you would enjoy of well, hers. Well, I enjoyed this because her character was killed not once but twice. <laughs> I got to see when she I don't, died I don't... the second time, and it was like gory. No, three I was times. Like, no, no, because they killed her. So they killed her, the main character. Then they killed yeah. her doppelganger, and then they had to like kill her again. Oh no, no, it was the twins. But yeah, they had to. But I, so... Either way, her death was a bit like drawn out and long, and I was like, oh my god, Shy's loving this scene. This is his favorite part of the movie. Well, Poor Elizabeth. Right. I don't wish harm on actual well, Elizabeth Moss, but but I... her in a movie. But. I... Well, I will say the long, drawn-out deaths, I was annoyed because I said, oh, she's still on screen. So <laughs> I still think, even though her character was murdered twice, I, I still think it was too much screen time for her, and anyone else could have played that role. But in terms of Elizabeth Moss' roles, this was the least annoying, because Jordan Peele is brilliant in my view. So, so my reaction to this movie, which is this... Just to recap for the movie, it's about this family who goes on vacation and then these clones or doppelgangers show up and try to kill them. And then there's more mystery unfolded. I I loved this movie. I thought this movie was excellent. I really enjoyed yeah. What's funny for me about this movie... Oh, oh really? Yeah, I, 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 I liked it as well. And I thought it had great plot twists and stuff so i do agree i liked it i just the elasticity at a certain point i agree with becky and that's me away from being scared i thought that so it breaks up the momentum so it also leaves you asking too many questions i want we need to to let you speak becky literally did exactly what you did becky which is the only thing i'm enjoying is that becky Uh, absolutely okay Okay. lily how much do you enjoy can we just take a moment to bask in becky finishing my sentence after she got like literally puffed and puffed at you for interrupting her god you know what (laughs) you're you're lucky i'm here today all right we're always so lucky that you're here so here i love you too here is where i'm at on this movie (laughs) here's where i'm at on this movie i'd love get out I've been watching, going back and watching some Key and Peele sketches, and I do think Jordan Peele is freaking brilliant. And to Becky's point, the acting is off the charts in this movie. Lupita is amazing in this movie. Her, the way she does her voice when she is the clone, it was one of the more terrifying things I've ever heard. It was so haunting. Mm-hmm. And I really, this was a movie where I actually, my, my, I, I didn't really try to th- think too hard about the logic of it. In some ways, there was a little bit of the same cabin in the woods type of logic in this movie. There's an underground thing that doesn't really make sense, and the point is that right, right like the point. But that's not what his movies are about. Like, but, but this like that, that those details. But this one, unlike the right, like trying to pick apart this one too much would be like trying to pick apart and get out how they did the, like what the science the hope, was behind right. the surgery in the right in the fine, surgery in the basement fine, of this fine. house to then steal the bodies of other people right, um, right so the acting was great the tension was great i also think because of the baggage of get out you're watching the movie at first and and i'm and i'm sitting there being like so what's the what's the hidden jordan beale message here what's the comment on race and society right. here and especially after reading that vox article I realized that he really was taking a different, he was talking about different issues than Get Out. Exactly. And it showed, yeah, it is. showed um, his, his, his um, strength as a filmmaker because this one really, I mean, if you boil this one down to, it was about nature and nurture and about the human soul and whether or not the human soul is something that you are actually born with and, or is, is learned in society, which again, I think this article in Vox has really in, said this. Interesting because not one me. of the, what, what Vlad and I, I didn't read any articles interpreting the film, but what Vlad and I were talking about last night is, is actually 
the films the, the the film's themes around privilege and how right and it's how why a, why, I, why am I more entitled to live up in this life in the above ground life with all the privilege and there are people who are exactly like me who are suffering and their suffering is ignored and then compounded by all of these other factors and and or mental or we're talking about class and somebody who has a trauma who has money and privilege mm-hmm. will perhaps evolve with well, that trauma differently than somebody right. who doesn't. And so I agree. I think, I think I especially agree with your point about the filmmaking. I think I thought the filmmaking was phenomenal, the way that it shot the, the coloring of it, you know, like the color grade on it, that, that they, it, it was so rich and beautiful and, and really well, it just really well done. Um, and, and the nice part of the elasticity, elasticity or the artistic side is all of these, all this room for interpretation and discussion right. around it. You just in that last, you know, act of the film, it was hard for me to stay in the scariness of the story. You and the writer of this article, plots. and I think a lot of people. All right. Like, um, I uh, so I think this is a movie like many others that should have been ninety minutes, and I think if it had been ninety minutes, it would have been tighter and scarier and more interesting. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in some ways if they had streamlined it a little bit, it might have been more impactful. Maybe people would have liked it more. Because in a 90-minute movie, I feel like you can get away with not explaining a lot. In a two-hour movie... Th- it's just le- late, like could be like le- seen as laziness. Well, they, like, they, they did a lot to... of verbal exposition to explain... Yes, that's also... What, but in Get Out, it was the same thing. All of a sudden, somebody's just sitting there telling you what it's all... The yeah. whole background of this whole experience experimental surgery thing same thing with this and you're just like okay i guess we're hearing what the movie's about at least they explained so now i'm going to get into a big big spoiler here because there was a moment when the the lupita uh, nuango uh doppelganger red is is, is that how you pronounce it Nyong'o? Nyong'o, sorry. I'm not good at pronouncing names. I just, I'm terrible at pronouncing I'm not sure. I'm not Lupita. good at pronouncing I, I just Lupita. Lupita. The great, Lupita. I mean, the amazing Lupita, who, like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, she was amazing in this movie. Yeah. She, there is a, there's a part where her character's doppelganger, Red, is explaining everything that happened, and I'm watching this being like, why is this doppelganger able to talk, unlike any of the other ones? Why is she special? And then what is later revealed in the last moments of so the movie. So you got it? No, no, no. It wasn't. I oh. Only in the last moments of the movie did I realize she's able to talk and explain more. And she's unique. Not because there was some sort of genetic Jesus thing about them. It's because she switched places with her. And so right. she... Becky, did you pick up on it? So it was it was immediately one of the first questions like after at once once I realized that all the other doppelgangers were communicating in grunts I looked at that I was like why can't she talk they're, they're, Oh my they, god I, how dumb am I Jeez. I thought it was I thought it around the same time that kid Jason did and I, I thought it was I thought it was a plot I thought it was a plot hole until the end and then when oh they explained god, I definitely it then it made he was it... the ringleader and some talked and some didn't I didn't like even notice geez i noticed other things about the movie that i was impressed with myself but not that so so, okay sorry go ahead here's my questions with this right so this is what so first of all why i like this movie is i i want to talk about this movie i went and i read five articles about it when joker was over i was like i don't care if it was in his head or not there was really nothing really that that elastic about it. It, it, it this movie to me gave me so much more to think about and so here's my question for you. Knowing that Lupita's character at the end of the movie is actually the doppelganger, and Jason looks at her at the end of the movie like he knows that she's really the doppelganger. How does he figure that out? He he just because he was down. Also, we don't know if Red, he was down, Red may have told him. Red may have told him. Red may have told him, right? I'm your real mother or whatever. Yeah. Well, she's I not his real she's mother. Not, but Red may have no, told her No, but I should have story. been your mother. I don't know. Whatever she, Red, we could imagine she would have said. Red may have she told She knows him. her life has been stolen from her. So she may Which have... makes more sense about the whole revenge plot then. Right. Yeah, and, and, of course. And so the end of the movie, <laughs> is her character any less of a good mother, any less of a good person... Or is she, in fact, a villain because she switched places with this girl? I'm going to frame it differently. I think she's incredibly relatable because of her path. 
that wouldn't you do anything it takes to survive? And sure, it, you know, it, I, th- I think we see it as evil because of the evil look she makes, that like scary downturned smile. But Adelaide, I think it's a, I mean, re- well, the, the real, like, Ad- yeah, the character Adelaide, who, who's the real doppelganger, who's like the actual right. doppelganger. But I actually think it's just about, I mean, if, if I'm focusing on the themes of, you know, classism and, and, um, and disenfranchisement and all of that. Um, I see it as her, as her instinct for survival and her ability to do whatever it takes for her own survival and to protect her children. So I don't necessarily think it's as simple as, is she a villain or is she a hero? I think it's about the complexity of our, of, of like the human condition and our instincts to survive in anything it takes to do that and to protect our families. So I don't, I definitely don't see her as okay, a villain. Here's my question though. Is she, so when she's, is she pretending to be scared? Well, she's doing that whole first no, I think act she's of scared. the film. I, I think she's scared. I think that either she has PTSD about her escape or she knew that because right. The, Red says to her, you made you could have taken me with you, but you didn't. She took her and dragged her back and locked her in there, which means she's known her whole life that there's someone who knows she's exist and might come for her. Mm-hmm. Well, now, whether or not she scared. erased that trauma from her memory... I mean, right, and it's pretty clear that's how we know of the suffering of others and lock it and in the right. closet. Yeah. And continue on. I mean, that right there is pretty obvious. What I think is really interesting about the movie is the amount, this elasticity um, really lends itself to race, class, mental illness, uh, disenfranchisement, you know, um, privilege in a gender in a way that like not most horror films can do. So, uh, there's so much that can you you can interpret from it. Um, I thought it was really interesting. It's not a big deal about the movie. We can just, I just want to quickly say, but it's brought up in the the article, and I noticed it. I'm sure you guys did too. The house, the haunted house, fun mirror place that she meets her in in the first place, is like this awful racist Native American themed um venue at the at the pier at the mm-hmm. boardwalk the santa cruz boardwalk and of course in 2019 it's now this like merlin's castle haunted thing and it's so obviously glossed over like they just replaced like they put a beard on the native american mm-hmm. like guy not, maybe not exactly that but you know what i mean it's very clearly just been painted over and that's to me is such an obvious metaphor of how the united states in general just glosses, it's easy to gloss over history that's not convenient to us. And I feel like that's seen a lot in the movie. The, you know, these doppelgangers that are living under there. How much do we do or need or get or whatever that we know hurts other people, but we don't know them, so it doesn't matter yeah. in society. Totally. I, I want to I wanna just make sure we give credit here. Emily Todd right, Vanderwerf. Sure, Emily yes. Todd Vanderwerf wrote an article for Vox that I think if you see us, go read this article because a lot of our discussion is very much informed and pulling from her ideas because I think it's a brilliant article. um, Jordan Jordan Peele's Us and its ending explained sort of. And I think that there's... Yeah, but I I agree that even... The article helps articulate a lot of the stuff I think that you're watching and you're not really sure how to explain. It definitely makes for a super interesting conversation. Um, and And I think... Um, the, I don't know, it, it's, it's a film worth watching if you're willing to sit down and talk about it after, or really think about it and process it, because it gives you a lot more than just, you know, the three act structure and some scares and, oh, that was scary. Right. And actually it, that brings back to my point from the beginning. Is it a, to me, I enjoyed the movie much more once I started reading and like talking about it with Jose and like getting into it in terms of like what it could represent and how it did it through cinema, nonetheless horror cinema. And then, but my question is, I don't know if personally this stands alone for me as a great horror film, the way the shining does or a lot of, or get out even. I think it's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. I don't think it's, you need um, to like get philosophical about it to enjoy it. 
No, it's the opposite. I think to really enjoy it, you should get philosophical. You should watch yes, it a couple times. Yes, but my point is it can I, stand on its own without all it, that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's compared to other schlock that's out there. Yeah, it's totally Com- a fine com- movie if compared, you don't want to do any of this. Compared to Cabin in could, the Woods, which was actually weirdly similar, I think this was a better movie. What's funny is that Vlad said, oh, I don't feel like I need to see it twice. I feel like because there's so much rich discussion oh, behind sure. it, I would watch yeah. it two or three times and enjoy it more each time, having more and more discussions around how so much of the cinematic choices are informing story on multiple levels. And then I think you really enjoy it. I think you watch it once, you're like, that wasn't scary enough. That's probably most of the reaction. I, I also just, I, I don't know if Shy, maybe we're too young but like do you remember i remember the hands across america thing i don't remember i I really only remember it from other things from people talking about Um, it maybe that's what i know it from but i thought it was interesting that that, like he probably remembers it from growing up and i thought it was interesting that you know when it's written this is explained in the article because i didn't that the author of the article went down this rabbit hole of what the hell hands across america was and um I think the point is that the movie's supposed to make you do that. Be like, what is this thing? And then to find out that they earned about $34 million for hunger to fight hunger, but only ever were able to keep 15 to actually give to hunger because it costs so much to do. And, and the whole point is like, how American is that? Um, well, that's like that, most fundraisers. Is there anything more than American than thinking you've solved the problem by creating a giant spectacle that it accomplishes less than you'd think? And I just thought that's that's also great, like, that's, that's also from medical. her article. That's also from her. Yeah, no, that is from her article exactly. But I just think that I didn't know about Hands Across America to that extent. And I just thought that was a great point too. Well, um, did you also know that during the press tour he dressed as Jack Torrance from The Shining on purpose, Jordan Peele? I'm like a lot of people think that he connects a lot of his work to The Shining, which I thought was I, interesting. I, I believe that. So he. So let's talk about Jordan Peele. I think, Lily, you made at the beginning a good point. M. Night Shyamalan. He, I, I think, so this came up with Todd Phillips directing The Joker, which is, can, you know, oh, someone's a comedy director. Can they make horror? I think good comedy, like great comedy, the way, the way Key and Peele is, or the way Todd Phillips' great funny movies are, that is really hard to do. Becky, you know more as a filmmaker than to just make something simply scary. So I, I think that... He... Why do you think Why do you think all student films are dramas or silent dramas? Because making doing something funny and doing something with dialogue is the hardest thing. It ah. is absolutely the hardest. Why do you think student films are all these like weird dramas and like noirs and stuff? Because it's so much easier to do that than it is to try and make people laugh. Ah. Well, so, that, so that's it. So I think he's proven his versatility, but... Whatever he does next really does matter. I'm glad he's doing the Twilight Zone thing, but what I just saw, and now I have not watched the trailer yet. I don't know if you guys want to like watch it together right now, but his next big thing that's coming out, all right, I'm going to read you the description of this from, uh, from the AV Club describes it right here in an article by Randall Coburn. There's only seven words in the first teaser of Amazon's Hunters. Previously titled The Hunt, but changed for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They speak volumes. It's not murder in tones of shaggy-accented Al Pacino. It's mitzvah. As we previously reported, the series was produced by Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Productions, chronicles a band of Nazi hunters in New York City in 1977. So his next thing he's working on is a series where Al Pacino is, by the way, in it. Not to mention... Josh Radner, who I'm glad is in more stuff, Logan Lerman, Saul Rubinick, Carol Kane, about Nazi hunters. Like, this to me is, this to me is... Let's watch the trailer. I only see a 30-second teaser. Where's the trailer? Uh, Maybe, no, I think the teaser is the only thing that's out. Uh, So I'm going to send this to you guys now. All right, let's all watch. sorry, am I stupid as to why you think it's obvious they changed it from the hunt to the hunters? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know why, but... Oh, you were like, duh. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't see this. Uh, well, no, there's another article where it says, hold on here. Uh, I'll explain that quickly because cancel earlier this week. Oh, there's another movie, maybe? A movie that came out called The Hunt? 
With oh, that's Betty, what I was thinking about. Betty that Gilpin. That's probably why. That's what I was thinking about. The they one have that to got, find other they, people. They shelved it, though. That one got shelved. Seems like there was something like, very bad about it. I don't know, but I don't have time to read it now. Okay, okay so right. let's watch this teaser and let's let's we'll right. react. All right, we're gonna put one. Do you need to clap? So you know. Oh wait! I, oh no! I could do a share screen. Oh, I mean, I could that, just. Guys? Oh, I guess. That's like okay. us coming into the future here. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen. Are you going to clap or are you just going to make people sit and listen to this for 30 seconds? I don't know. I'll figure, I'll figure it out later. Uh, blur my background. Oh, no, maybe. Oh, yeah, share screen. Hold on. I'll figure it out later, okay? Hang on. Make sure snack. to blur your background while you share your screen. That's what my mom would say. How do I blur share my background? application window. But up, up, up. Here we Sharing go. your screen. It I'm doesn't matter if your background is All right, blurred. do you see it? Do you see whatever I showed you? Yes. Give it a sec. All right, here we go. Hachi machi. Like a full screen. I don't hear it. We don't hear it, though, sweetie. Uh, Well, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm starting. We just all put ourselves on. Okay. Starting at the beginning. No sound. Can we just put ourselves on mute and each watch it separately? It's 30 seconds. Now I'm watching it without sound. We can't hear it. You're the only one that can hear this. Oh, show your son. I'm just gonna watch it myself. Okay, watch it. Is yourself. he on? Is he on mute? <laughs> no, okay, no. it's over. But yeah, well, we, we didn't, didn't hear, it. hear it. We don't there, know. There wasn't much words. Uh oh, now we're just like discoing here. Hold I'm, on. I'm I hear gonna the music. I'm gonna watch it. Stop sharing. Okay. <laughs> Not much happens. It's thirty seconds. It's it's kind of confusing to be honest. I'll I'll fix. I'll just I'll remind myself when what point in the. So that's Al Pacino. Yeah. I mean, like, are you asking, like, oh, that's what Al Pacino looks like, or? I've never I've never heard him with a Jewish accent like that. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, is that? <laughs> um, yeah, he's um, he's usually plays like Italians. No. Yeah. Um, but he could do it, obviously. And I think that's really interesting. I mean, there is no, like, you know, I would say that obviously uh, Tarantino made sort of like a horror Nazi film. And there's lots of, like, zombie Nazi stuff. And I would say, like, Nazis give a pretty good, you know, jumping off point for horror. So it's not that far-fetched. I, I, that I, I, I like to take on the genre. But I'd like to see his take. I'd be interested in it. Okay. One last piece of news that's, I think, relevant to this movie. Because when this movie dragged, I wish I'm like, I wish I could just fast forward some of this stuff. Like, that that I'll admit. So, I give this movie, like, a strong rent. Like, a rent I would pay for. I would have paid exactly. for. Exactly. It. It's um, not as strong as... Um, no, Get yeah. Out, I'm glad I own. Right. Um, yeah. But apparently, Netflix is considering being able to let people watch movies double time the way you listen to a podcast on fast and filmmakers are like freaking out and i'm like whoa 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 filmmakers they're on one hand they're like we don't want our movies to to show in the screens we want them to be able to show just on netflix and the academies being whatever but then the consumers want to do something different and they're getting all testy about it i'm like if i want to watch your movie on fast forward make it make it snappier like wait one, I think filmmakers just want a place for their films to show, theaters or otherwise. They're, I think most are actually, you know, it's just like, get me a platform. Two, Shy, I completely agree with you. If we have to watch your films on Fast Forward, it's because your films are too long. Yeah, and also Make for, shows, for shows where I'm knocking out 20-something episodes, you're telling me, like, I need to watch... I love The Rookie, but do I need to watch The Rookie on exact perfect speed no i like yeah. there's too what, much tv what out. do you mean you'll you'll what put fast forward like the like the speed at which you watch it or just fast forward a scene it looks boring either, either one's fine no no like if i could just watch <laughs> the movie at like like slight like you know like one and a quarter yeah one one and a half think about how much oh, more one shows and a half. one and a half two. <laughs> how much content do we need to and, consume and, and i'll segue into my recs here so due to our good friends at the take two podcast i listened to john and craig hosted an episode and john my kayfabe nemesis uh was raving <laughs> about the show daybreak which was billed as and i think it's a good marketing thing as like Zombieland meets 
uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, right. I've been considering watching that. Yeah, I, like, I was so, to me, I didn't even mind that it looked like it was shot on an iPhone because, and not like in the... It does look a little bit janky. Like, like, I... Like it that would maybe not want to see it. It, it was looks below Canadian level quality, for and, sure. And I like Canadian level quality. And I, I'm. It was. It was just. It was super. It, all the jokes were super hammy. I did like, but not in a fun way. I'm watching this, and I'm just. To me, it's further proof that Netflix is just like throwing money at any random thing that otherwise couldn't mm-hmm. get made. But good quality horror comedy. Ash vs. Evil Dead. Stand against evil. Like, those two are about two of my favorite shows of the last few years, which were higher budget, but were also good quality. To me, to me, this is where I am. I think, and I said this in a tweet, I think the Academy can do whatever it wants for its standards, and I think Netflix can screen a movie wherever they want to screen it. But the idea that somehow Netflix's product is, like, I feel like we're a little bit getting, like, Amazon Basics batteries with a lot of their products. Like, I'm not really sure well, what's wait, in them. you didn't I'm, like it. Uh, no, I, 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 not only did I not like it, I was, like, super annoyed oh. while I was watching it, and there was a cliffhanger at the end of the first episode, which they very self-consciously talked about in the next episode, and I, which I found even more insulting, so I just fast-forwarded to see the reveal, and then I turned off the show, and I said, okay, I'm not watching this. Oh, okay, good to know. So, um... You know, it's funny because HBO Max is starting, announced, whatever, and one of their whole things is that, like, you pay more for our service, we have less content, but we don't have filler like Netflix. Yeah, I, I'm, and, I'm on board with that. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine, but I agree. Is, seeing you have less content, we have a better, selling we have, point? Yeah, because we have curated content. We have it, The things that are on here are all going to be good. It's not going to be filled with a bunch of filler schlock for you. So you to don't have to like, wade through the weeds to get, right, to, to, get to a Stranger Things or a Glow. And then in between those it's just don't like you feel like you don't have like you, you can people talk enough about it that you can kind of figure out what you'd like and not like you can but it, i find it is like you go in there to search for something and it's and so it's much too much stuff, stuff. I, I watched a so few minutes content. of the kaminsky and, and this is okay i don't mind the narrow marketing meaning i watched a few minutes of the kaminsky method because mom told i liked me to it watch i'm it. not like a 70 year old man and i like well it. that's it they they did an algorithm it's it's like there's a book company out there that like follow, looks at amazon algorithms and says oh there's a niche we need to be a created. YA we need, about, we need a YA yeah. about turtles and koala bears that right. have a makeup company. And so I think that that's where... Jai, you're on to something. So yeah. I think that they're Watch like, out. people really love Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin, uh, old people, sure. and they will still subscribe to Netflix if we make this show. So that's fine. So that's okay. I'm okay with watching that. But it's, But the idea that somehow all of these shows are... Are some like the Dark Crystal thing? I get it. It was basically made for a niche group of people that include me and Adam F. Goldberg, the creator of the Goldbergs. But that right. thing is an ambitious masterpiece. It is not. It like even if it, you think it sucks, they put a lot of effort into making that. Right, right, right. I, I, I don't. The rest I think kind the of like... method is. I, I I think that 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 Kaminsky method is to me like living with yourself. Okay. You know, it's good, but it maybe not for, amazing. But it's, it's not, not amazing, and it's not for everyone. And it's like like living with yourself, also totally for a certain, I think, demographic. I don't think everyone's gonna want to watch that show. Um, it feels like everyone should want to watch it because it's meant for us. The same way Kaminsky method, mom would be like, everyone needs to watch it. Yeah. But on I another wanna, note, I, I to... discovered, guys, Uh-oh. I discovered a show mm-hmm. on Hulu that I am obsessed with that has wait for it. Seven seasons. What? I have a seven season back catalog. Oh, okay. she's she can always come to the podcast. I'm sorry. She's. Oh, oh my! You're gonna go wash hands with Susu. It's okay because I gotta to get go go to the train. Oh, no. Guys, it's called. You gonna wash hands with Susu? This reveal is killing me. <laughs> I have to go to the train and you keep. It's, it's a show. I think it, I have to look up the name. I think it's called Twenty. Forty-eight hour travel or travel forty-eight hour travel. You don't even have the name. I don't even have the what name. What's wrong but it's with so you? So good. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up really quickly. Is it a scripted show? <laughs> if it's not a scripted show, I'm gonna be annoyed that you made me wait. It is. Shy, did you ever watch the IT Crowd? Oh, I always wanted to. Oh my god, which is it's dated, but it actually is phenomenal. Like Chris O'Dowd and these other comedians, yeah. the guy that's actually the host now of Great British Baking, Noel. So one of the the one of the guys from that show. Richard Iota, um, 
he's a hilarious comedian, like so dry, so unimpressed by everything. He goes on a mini break somewhere in Europe for two days with another comedian. And they're like put on, they do like this tour. And he just like, it's so funny just him commenting on how he just hates everything and nothing is impressive to him. And it's, it's so light and funny. It's like quick little episodes. This is like a Becky Beastmaster kind of show. It is. It is. I am getting ready for Matt leave. Like you wouldn't believe with this. It is. For me, it is it is my show dippity. That's amazing. Oh, that's show great. I just want to say I'm, I'm excited that Atypical has a new season. Cool. I also saw. Right, I gotta go. Isn't it romantic with with uh, that that Lily bought for Allie and me? And I feel like the music... somebody was ungrateful, and I'm not talking about you. The musical scenes from Alice. that movie are the missing part of Pitch Perfect Three. If they just spliced all of the scenes with Bumper and Amy, <laughs> you should do a mashup and do a mashup. Then Pitch Perfect Three would have been good because this had all of the parts that Pitch Perfect Three was missing. But this was an hour and a half movie that actually could have been 25 minutes. But I, 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 I enjoyed it. Been an it. episode of TV. I, I enjoyed. I gotta, I gotta go. We got a diaper situation. All right, where, where people can Bye. follow you at Paper BK Princess. They can, but <laughs> should they? All right, bye. Uh, Lily, where can people follow you? GK Gomez on Twitter. And I have been on Twitter Fire. You are on so Twitter watch Fire. watch out. I'm coming for you. And you can follow Mom's Calling. She wants to be on the show right now. You can follow me at Pancake and the number four table. That's Pancake for table on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at FryNightMoviePod.com or Friday Night Movie on Twitter and, and Instagram. And this will be the only time we announce this on this show because this is going to come out while I am in South Florida right. in Broward County at Gamer Comic Expo in the Broward County Convention Center. We will have a Friday Night Movie table. I will be interviewing people, doing live podcasting. I'll be Skyping on Lily and Becky. Come over and pod with us. Be part of the Potter and family. We had an amazing time at All-Star Comic Con. We're bringing the fun to Gamer Comic Expo in You're our hero. And the music from What Does It Eat shall kick in. And we will say goodbye. Bye. Love you. You have a train to catch. All right. So we shall start. Yes, we should get started. Halloween, Halloween special with special guest Lance. I can't actually do the whole episode. I have. I was just popping in to say hi to y'all. Oh. Okay. I know. I have to take my dog out. She's at the door right now. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Great to see you.